And it's hard. It's really hard mm. when, because I have free time. What? <laughs> Abby. <laughs> I think if you go back in the corner, you see my brain like <laughs> die a little bit. <laughs> I. <laughs> Cut it from here. How's your mm-hmm. week's been? How's your week been? Good. Great. You guys uh, excited getting married soon? Mm, we are. Soon. Three months. Almost to the day. One day over three months. One day under three months. Scary. What's a plan? You got your bridal shower this weekend. Very excited. Very exciting. Big weekend. Lots Big of weekend. sleeping in for me. Must be nice for some. <laughs> some of us going to be working hard going to the flower markets at like 5 a.m. Nice. Is nice. what it is. We'll have nice. to have a groomsman shower yeah, or we something. Do, and we, someone needs to organize really that good. and then someone is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. How's planning uh, going? You'd be surprised how hard it is to get four boys in a room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Micah works a lot. Yeah. First a machine. Suits, you literally have like nothing to play in. Suits. And okay. like, well, that's already one bucks. thing. <laughs> that's four things because that's four suits. That's not four things. Fine then. I'm making my bra- I'm making suits. my dresses. That's two separate things apart from my two separate dresses that I'm making for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Uh, Whatever. Mm. I'm just saying you have like two things in our time. We'll get there. Yeah, that's fine. It's not that's a race. <laughs> We're going to look good on the day. It's right. Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah, if you have suits. <laughs> well, I mean, we could just get those T-shirts with the... Uh, yeah, no, the not like yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like Hamish and Andy. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'll look good, actually. And then we just put tie clips. We just There'll glue be no tie wedding. clips on. <laughs> There'll be no wedding <laughs> if that happens. Uh, okay. All right. Welcome. Oh, why do I... Not I feel so bad. I was literally on my phone. <laughs> No, we weren't actually recording. Oh, we, we are only recording. Just started recording, okay. but, yeah. but we haven't started yet. Um, today we're talking about freelancing mm. versus full-time mm. employment in the creative space. Mm. Tashi, you've never freelanced. You said that before <laughs> off camera, but that's okay because I think you'll provide a different aspect as mm. a sole entrepreneur, mm. as a sole business owner, a sole trader, if you will, in <laughs> yeah. Australia. It has resemblances. To freelancing, I would say. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how it's that different. To be honest, it's just not a service; it's a product. But yeah. same thing. Yeah, true. And you've done both. You're employed, and mm. you also run a business. You're actually doing mm. both at the same time. Yeah. Did mm. you ever do both at the same time? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, freelanced the second I could. Mm. Like the second I figured out freelancing was a way to make money, I freelanced. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But then. I think when I got my first full-time job, I didn't freelance just because it was so full-on, like mm-hmm. long days, long hours, just no time to think about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely did after that, after that job and it was good. Good to mix it up, try different things. Yeah. You know, you're not tied down to one project. I'd say most people start freelancing while they're working. Mm. Like it's probably pretty rare that you just you just do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Quit I your job and just go hard and yeah. freelance, but yeah, it's 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 good fun. <laughs> um, maybe we should start like where we started. Mm. How about right? you go first? Cause... Okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, if we go all the way back, so I started doing like media stuff in year ten in school. Mm. Before that, I was interested in creative arts, and I was a musician, played drums. So I was like pretty interested in it. And then I started helping out with my school, like chapel. They would do like intros for each of the months or the terms. We'd do like a different topic and they'd do these fun video intros um, with Mercy Me songs. It was great. Mm. So I started helping out our chaplain filming those. That's kind of my first foray into actually doing client work, I guess. (laughs) I was actually doing stuff for someone else. Volunteering. Before that, I do remember and I don't, I've looked for it everywhere, but I don't, I think it's lost uh, to somewhere um but i made a video uh when ryan heger was big do you remember mm, yeah loosely him i'm not on youtube mm. i think he still streams or something mm. now but he doesn't really make like sketch comedy videos anymore but he used to have this like ninja character that he would do mm. i remember when i was like really young maybe like 11 or 12 i made a video where i was like the green ninja <gasps> just like with a camera on a tripod and 
It's super embarrassing. And you embarrassing. can't find them anywhere. I can't find it. I thought it was on like an old hard drive oh, at my parents' house. Oh, that would be house, so funny. Yeah, I was like, it was very culturally inappropriate because I was doing an accent. Oh, maybe <laughs> so it's a good, good thing. That it's probably good that lost. it's been buried. <laughs> that would be your one thing to Just blacklist cancel. you in any Just of your career. Me. But that was like, you know, that was like I obviously had a spur to want to create things. Mm. So then, yeah, I started doing the school stuff and – and then I did like a cert three in media in year 11. And then I graduated and I went to uni. I did a bachelor of multimedia. Um, and then I quit that halfway through because I started working at, in the industry mm. a little bit. Yeah. So I was working with a butcher, um, which doesn't sound like the industry. <laughs> but <laughs> industry. I was working with a butcher and I started as like over the counter, you know, like a but like a, I'm not a butcher, trained, obviously. <laughs> you were. But I started as like an over-the-counter kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. Easy six, meat. one kilo of chicken breast kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, and I would get them out of the counter and do the transaction and stuff. A customer service representative. Mm. And um, eventually, uh, one day he was like talking about the website in the butcher shop. It was like an organic butcher and they had three different shops in the Gold Coast. And he was talking about the website. And I said, oh, I can probably help. Like I've done a bit of WordPress stuff. Mm. So then my job transitioned in the next like two months from customer service rep to like IT specialist and web design and developer and media creator for this whole business, which was cool. That's why. But I had in, in basically no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of <laughs> making it all up as I went. Yeah. But it was good. It was a really good experience on the, on the go. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I moved to Sydney and all throughout that time, basically from when I started uni to I guess now I've been freelancing. I don't do as many freelancing jobs mm. as I used to with two kids. It's tricky to uh, take nights off and stuff to go and film events. And I don't love doing events, if mm. I'm being honest. Like, it's not my foray. Mm -hmm. um, this is on top of a full-time job. Yeah, well, now yeah. I have a full-time job. Yeah. There was a period of time there where I didn't. I was working part-time and then freelancing mm. to mm. subsidize the rest of it. And then, yeah, I'm now working full-time. And like just doing just tiny little bits of freelancing yeah. if they come up, like friends and family stuff mm. almost. Yeah. Or like stuff that I want to do, but I, it's not really freelancing because I'm not getting paid for it. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. just like content creation, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's cool. Very similar, <laughs> actually. Mm. So, both Brisbane boys. Both Brisbane boys or Queensland boys. Oh, wait, are you Brisbane? <coughs> Gold Coast. Oh, Gold Coast. Mm. Otherwise, we would have been friends way earlier. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like obviously going through high school, uni, studied graphic design, all of that sort of stuff. During uni, I was working at a pool shop. I was a quote unquote pool boy, as Tashi likes to call me. <laughs> but I worked as like an assistant in the store and then went out servicing pools and whatnot um, when needed. But then I transitioned into more graphic design and web design stuff for that company. Yeah. And taking photos as well. Yeah. Um, all like just on the side of, I never fully transitioned into that. I just yeah. did it as well as. <clears throat> but then eventually, um, I guess I started volunteering during my university career mm -hmm. whilst being working for this pool shop. Mm -hmm. And volunteering got me in the door to some spaces that were like, basic events and some stuff with uh, yeah. competitive video games, some LAN tournaments and stuff. One day they offered me a full-time job in Sydney, deferred my degree in uni and then moved all the way down here to, nice. to pursue that. And been here ever since. That's like eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like been freelancing ever since uni sort of came around and just odd jobs here and there. Mm -hmm. Full-time work. Took up a lot of time in the first few years of being in Sydney because working for a production company, you are yeah. working a lot. It's full on. Yeah, and I got, I'm got i very blessed with that role because I get to travel the world of a fair bit. I've seen plenty of countries and cities and it's been great. Yep. And I've got lots of names and clients like that I've worked with. Good portfolio. Yeah, so I need to put that together at some point, but I'll, yeah. I'll figure that out. Um and yeah, and then I transitioned to more of a music, uh, Sony music role with video editing and uh, animation position there. And I freelanced more during that period, mm. um, which was good. That was just before COVID. And then 
COVID sort of came through. I had a redundancy. I was made redundant there and then took on more freelancing work after that. Yeah. Before I eventually found another web design job and, mm. and that's where I met Teshi during this web design job during COVID and um, then started working where I work now and back into video editing full swing or animation full swing. Mm-hmm. Not doing as much freelance but enjoying this, doing the podcast and trying to do more. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of... It's hard to find the time, but I feel like we always need to do it. There's a drive to constantly want to create. Yeah, that's true. My my wife said to me the other day, I was like, I'm just, I'm just frustrated. Like, work's good. Like, you know, the kids are good, but I'm just, I just want to create stuff. And she's mm. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's creative as well, but she's like dance and drama. Mm. It's different. Mm. But like. I just always have this like desire to want to make something. Yeah. Mm. Whether it's like that. with my hands or, you know, it could be craft. Like I do a lot of woodwork and stuff. So mm. it's, yeah, I just always have this desire to make stuff. Mm. And I think usually if you decide to freelance in the creative space, it's because you have this desire to like make something. Mm. Like mm. maybe it's a business or it's a, you know, actual just content. Yeah. But maybe you just want to make money. But it's not a good way to make money. There's much easier ways to make money. Mm. Uh, Tashi. Oh. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. How did you (laughs) get into your business and everything around that as well? Um. Maybe explain what your business is first, because maybe people don't know. So I have a handmade clothing business, Mm -hmm. um, and I do everything's like made to order essentially, and then I also do like custom Mm. creations as well. So literally, whatever people want, they just send me pictures, and I'm like, yep. Got it. We'll mm. make it done. Um, I started. Mm. <laughs> Are you still doing that thing? Oh, that thing. No. Yeah, maybe actually. I mm. still need to. I need to talk to you about that. I feel like we're talking about now. Quick interruption. I saw these Columbia's making these like uh, Star Wars edition jackets oh, that yeah. have like <laughs> send them right. Yeah, yeah. Rebel Alliance like patches and stuff on them. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, continue. <laughs> um, so my mum's been sewing mm. ever since I was little, like forever. So I think that's when I started to gain an interest. So she taught me literally the second that I could physically handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I was always interested in it. I did it in school. All the way through to year 12, I literally did it like advanced because they weren't running it for my year. So I was like, I need to do textiles. And I literally did it the year before and finished it, which was a blessing because major projects during year 12 is like mm. insane. Mm. But anyway, that's my own little rant. Um, I was going to study and then the degree that I chose, they actually cancelled it because I was oh. doing a double degree of business and design. So then I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do business for now. I'll pick up design later. And then I didn't. And then I did my master's in like marketing. And during this period, it was like COVID Mm. and I had like booked to go overseas and I was like, I'm going to be traveling. And then they were like, jokes, no one can leave their homes. And I was like, awesome. (laughs) And I was stuck at home just sewing. And then one of my friends actually was like, oh, you should like post these. And I was like... Yeah, I should. And then it went from like posting it to like me being like, oh, I should just sell these and like create a business. So it literally just like sparked from that. Mm. And mm. then I don't know, I've just been working on it for a while. Mm. I think I'm in a rut now where I'm like working a lot and like obviously I'm working in the city. So then by the time I get home, I'm like dead. But yeah. I think working in the fashion industry, it frustrates me because I'm like, I just want to make my own stuff and I just mm. want to do what I want to do, but I'm like, I just feel like I have no time to do that. But I'm the same. Like, I just, I'm like, I just want to make something right now. Like, I feel like I'm always dreaming of stuff. I'm like, I literally have notes in my phone that I was actually like putting together today of like outfits and like what to make and what things I've seen around. Like literally when I do my morning walks through the city, Mm. I'm like writing notes of like, oh, this would be cool to make or make this or do that. But then like by the time I get home, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. It's just hard That's sometimes true. navigating full time plus like your own side mm. hustle, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is hard. 
<laughs> and like as much as I always feel like I want to create something, I get in the same moods where I'm like, it's just I'm just exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like by the time I actually sit down to do it, I'm like, where do I even begin? Yeah. Like well, I have I so many ideas. Steps that are like involved in it. And yeah. I'm like, I want to do it right. And yeah. if I do it right, it's going to take a, a while. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'll do it later. I don't want to do a crap job. <laughs> so yeah. I just won't do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I Which think, is disappointing. But. I think that's a big roadblock for most creatives is mm. I want to do it right mm. or whether it's a perfectionist in yeah. them or mm. just wanting to do a good job, a decent job because I feel like everything that I do, it needs to be like really good for mm. me to want to present it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get out of that mindset. I'm definitely like just posting stuff more recently, just yeah. like anything throw some texts on it, throw some clips together. It's yeah. hard though because like mm. when it has your own name attached, people are like, oh, this is what you've done. And yes. you're just like, I just want it to be like the greatest thing that they've seen. Mm. So they know that like mm. it's mine. Like I'm taking credit for it. I'm putting my name to it. Mm. I want it to be like a good thing. Yeah. 100%. yeah. It's a balance of, yeah, doing the best you possibly can or just doing something. Because yeah. it's like if you take all that time to make something – and you may not even get there. You may mm. not get to the last hurdle and be like, it's not what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in another pile, like move on to the next thing. That's just like however long you've spent mm-hmm. on that down the drain. We've yeah. definitely we've definitely moved from, I think, <laughs> used to be quality over quantity. Yeah. And we've moved into this quantity over quality yeah. stage of social media and creation mm. because people just want a, a content to absorb. Yeah. They don't really care how good it is or mm. – and like without singling anyone out, <coughs> anyone out, we talked about this the other day about like the, I guess morals and ethics are not the right word, mm. but like this particular person was just kind of stealing somebody else's content and yeah. reposting it as their own or like as, not as their own, but as like it was just highlights bits of yeah. this other person's mm. stuff. Mm. And he was like, you know, you make heaps of money from it because TikTok pays you and it takes you like an hour a day to do it. And mm. I'm like, it's good, but I don't feel like it would actually fulfill me mm. as a person to do that. Like, yes, I could. And maybe I can make, you know, a lot of money, but I would still feel like empty inside. Cause mm. I'm like, I'm not doing what yeah, I what actually want to do. I'm just, yeah. just editing someone else's mm. clips into a TikTok. Yeah. I think in that guy's instance, it was very much uh, doing it for a career or a, money-making business yeah like as an entrepreneur he was trying to i wouldn't call him an entrepreneur because they normally help facilitate yeah, like yeah, a yeah. client to the people working yeah, it's hard on to it, even call that a business yeah. like i mean I he's making know, money like, from it so yeah, what so, is like, a business i guess if i mean is that's true. freelancing i guess there's, pl- is I guess there's it? plenty of businesses that um ethically i would not agree with mm. that are how they do actual it actual businesses so yeah that's but, like drop shipping yeah, drop yeah, exactly see plenty right. of that too. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like stuff comes up on my feed all the time of like just buy a Shopify store mm. that somebody else has already made for 15 bucks and then just drop ship stuff from China. Jump on Fiverr, get them to build it. And I'm like, but uh, I don't know. I, it, yes, it might make me money, but I'm like, what kind of what fulfillment garbage products am I just feeding into the earth yeah. for one? But also like people actually want this. Or would I just yeah. be better not doing this and thinking about something that I can bring originally to the world mm. that people will actually enjoy or benefit from rather than wasting my time like managing a Shopify store, mm-hmm. store to make $10,000 a month. Mm. That's what I went through Sounds that. great. Because I remember yeah. like dropshipping was like such a thing. I think when it was like two years ago, mm. certain people I knew were doing it and I was just like, I was like either like in the peak of me like doing my business for like one year or something and I was like, oh, I'm just not getting like as much return on like all the time I'm spending. Mm. And people were talking about dropshipping and I'm like, do I just give up my whole business concept just to mm. dropship right now? And I was mm. like, I had to snap myself out of it. I was just like, what I'm doing is not the same as like dropshipping. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, what fulfillment would I have? Like, what, how would that even like fulfill anything mm. in my yeah. creative? Like what I designed the website. I'd be like, oh, cool. This is such a sick website. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I think Korea, I think I, I, it's hard to like, it's not taking anything away from the business side of that. Like you yeah. said, mm. if it makes you money and you, you're not creative at all, but you just need to make yeah. money. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Drop ship stuff. Maybe you've got a difficult family 
situation. You can't yeah. go to work full time and that's mm. the way you can make money. And you're okay with it? Do that. That's fine. And it can be creative, <laughs> like in your photo shoots and like how you actually market it and everything. I yeah, guess. for sure. It can be yeah, creative. Sure. It can. Mm. Yeah. And there's, I've even seen like the trend of like user generated content, like UGC stuff mm. coming up a lot of like, you can just make videos of other people's products and just post them on Instagram and they'll pay you. Mm. And like, I think there's a uh, barrier to entry there that is like tricking people into thinking it's easier than it actually is to do mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. it requires like, yeah, because people post and they're like, I only work 10 hours this week. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> but how many hours did you work like when you first started this yeah. before you had all this yeah. momentum? And also if you're making so much money, why are you spending the time telling us how you how to make money? Like, mm. why don't you just make the money and then go on holidays <laughs> or something? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think um, I feel like these are these. You can drink water. This isn't like illegal. Um, I feel like so that's like sole trader almost, right? Yeah. Those types of business, drop shippings, all those things. I mean, it can scale into other degrees of business but yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah bringing it towards like it's i feel like that's not really freelancing because you're working you're selling a product or a, yeah that's true right that's true. freelancing is offering a service for from what i know is offering a service to a client mm. yeah so um bringing it towards the two full-time and freelancing mm -hmm. pros and cons of one Versus the other. So if you want to start freelancing, what are some pros to that um, in your experience? I'd say flexibility. So like you can plan your day out usually a little bit easier than if you're working as a full-time employee because mm. it just means you got to be, I mean, depending on like where you are in a business and how strict the business is, full-time employees usually need to be there between nine and five or be, mm. you know, if you work from home actively online between mm. nine and five or whatever. Um yeah, so flexibility, not even on a day-to-day, -day, like not even on a weekly basis or a day-to-day -day basis, like in terms of your hours, like starting early, finishing later. But I think on a yearly basis, if you have a family that you want to go on holidays with, mm. it's easy to be like, I'm not taking any shoots mm. this month and I'm, we're going on holidays or, you know what I mean? Yeah. That flexibility over the long, long span is, I think, a pro. I think the con to that is, <laughs> I think there's like these memes of like, People start a business to work less and then they end up working like all the time, basically mm. all the time, which is true. You never really switch off when you're like freelancing in some yeah. way or another. Yeah. You're always thinking about oh, this client or that client or, you know, the project that you're currently working on. Or the you're next not one. Currently editing, mm. but you're still thinking about it. Like, mm. I think even in a creative role, which I have at the moment, I still go home at five and can kind of check out a little bit. And like I'm, I still still do think about stuff, but I don't feel the pressure of like I could be working now because mm. this is my business. Like I have, and maybe this is just a boundaries thing, like in your own life, just mm. sorting this out so you don't feel like that all the time. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like a pro is the flexibility, but a con to that is how much you have to work to mm. make it successful. Yeah, because like you were saying, I think it's that initial push is where the grind happens and then mm. some people can get caught up in that and stay in that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Others try to get to the point where it's, they set it up, they grind it out for X amount of time and then yeah. it's, okay, I can contract in such and such to, to handle this project and I can go on holidays. Yeah. Which is a great scenario but then you're almost at the point of make your own business that is yeah, like well, an agency or studio or something. That's right. I guess I think you have to decide at the beginning – what your eventual goal is. Mm. Like, I think I've heard uh, business owners say in the few, like in the past that if you are going to start a business, figure out your exit plan at the start. Mm. And like exit plans are very business term. It's like, are you going to sell out in the next five years? Are you going to like make enough profits that someone will buy you and then you can sell out, blah, blah, blah. That's your exit plan. But that's a very businessy way of thinking of it. But if you start freelancing, figure out if you're happy for it to just be a side thing mm. and then you're going to keep working and just keep freelancing on the side mm. or figure out if you want to turn it into a business because it will change the way you treat it on a day-to-day -day basis, I think. Like if you know like, yeah, I want to start an agency, then 
start freelancing because it's an easy small step in the door mm. of doing that work. But then figure out how to scale beyond yourself mm. because yeah. agencies need more than one person. Right? Yeah. So that's my pro tip for anyone that's thinking mm. about freelancing or has just started freelancing. Mm. Think about where you want to be in the next five, ten years. Mm. And if it's still freelancing and then working a full-time job, great. Yeah, yeah I but think yeah. it's it's definitely tough. And I almost <coughs> sort of on top of the freelancing, I think freelancing before a full-time job mm -hmm. can be difficult because you need a bit of experience to get some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can do your personal projects and whatnot, but sometimes it helps to have had a bit of yeah. um, mentorship through a job or like working for an agency studio something like that yeah and most people yeah try and freelance right away and i i sort of did um but i would almost recommend like get in getting the door whether it's like yeah. intern and start just some getting some knowledge experience because mm. then you like you've set yourself up for a bit of a win when you go into that first client job or that uh, yeah, freelance yeah, yeah. job with a client and you have this knowledge and this experience to back yourself a bit more. Yeah, 100%. Instead of jumping on Google being like, how do I do this? Yeah, I mean, you can learn so much from mm -hmm. like free courses online, just YouTube videos and stuff about how to actually do these creative tasks. But experience, there's nothing, like there's some things you'll never get for unless you get the experience mm. of doing it. And I'm probably in a similar boat. And maybe you can talk to this because you've done like, you currently run a fashion label but you are also working in a high-end fashion brand. Mm. So like I'd like to know what experience or what things you've learned from working where you work now that you will then apply to Teshi. Like, do you know what I mean? But mm. I think for me, when I started freelancing, I didn't have much experience. Mm. Like, And it shows now that if I went back, I've been working in different creative roles for the last couple of years, but they, this role for like a year and a bit. If I went back to freelance now, which I'm not planning on doing mm. like full time, but if I decided to do it, I would do things very differently yeah. just based on experience, like business experience. Yes. Of being in a business, but also like even like creative things I would do differently or mm. organizational things I yeah. do differently. Mm. So yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah. How about you? What's something you would take into your business? Like mm. I think there's a lot that I've actually picked up. Mm. I think... But it's also stuff that I've also learnt throughout doing it. I think I've been on the journey of like refinement as well when it's come to my business because I think originally I was like, oh, I need to do all of these things. I need to do them now. Yeah. Whereas I definitely went on that period that I was just like, which is kind of how it came to a cease at the moment because mm -hmm. I was just like, I just want to do stuff perfectly which I know like sometimes it's like oh my gosh you can't do that but I'm like it's my name like mm -hmm. I don't want to I'm not really happy at that moment releasing stuff just because like oh my gosh it's summer I need to have a summer collection it's winter I need to have this it's like yeah, sure. mm -hmm. I'm at that period now that I'm just like if I'm not happy with something I'm not going to release it yeah and like I think like I really just want to take a step back and like rein in everything to be like if it's because before I would do like 10 plus pieces different mm. colors like mm. all these adaptions I'd be like I'd customize it like yeah. send me through whatever I'll do it send me through your measurements I'll do custom measurements like mm. I would just do like 20 million things mm. and now I'm taking a step back and I'm just like oh my gosh like this is why I would be dead when I'd be like I want to do a photo shoot. And then I look at the timeline and I'm just like, oh, I have to launch here. So I need to do have all of this stuff done yeah. in like however many weeks. And, and I'm you're just gonna like. make all the stuff before the photo yeah. shoot. Do the photo shoot. Yeah. Then get all the materials ready yeah. to the launch. Yeah. And then launch mm. it. And I would like wreck myself mm. every time. I'd be like, I'm fine. But deep down yeah. I was like, I can't yeah. do this. Like I can't sustain off this. Mm. And yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely like refining it and mm. like doing a few pieces because inevitably like my business isn't about like his a million products. Like my business is about like sustainability mm. in my fashion. Mm. And like, I want to look back on pieces and be like, yes, I would still wear that in 10 years time. Yeah. And like, it will last in 10 years time as well, which I know, like I always use quality stuff and like, I do take time when I sew things, mm. 
but I think it's just like the techniques I've also seen at my new job. Mm -hmm. I literally like, I stare at pieces when they come in, like before we put them out on the floor, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. And I'm like, I could do this. Like, it's just like doing a few extra steps, but like your product will just be like that much better. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just stuff like that, that I've picked up and like, I still think there's stuff that I pick up in my own job, mm. like my business that I work in now. Yeah, mm. sure. That it's like there could be moments of refinement and I'm just like, I could pick that up on myself. Mm. I don't know. It's just there's a lot. <laughs> is the, Does the place where you work now, is it the same model as your business? Like is it handmade stuff? Is it? Or they is get it, it manufactured. <clears throat> um, it's obviously high quality, like yeah. really high quality though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. You were saying, yeah, you don't really have too much time mm. to maybe refine things in the moment in the lead up to a photo shoot. So, mm. And I think there's similarities to how other creatives work, especially in like freelancing and full-time work where like I can smash out a project and then look back at it in say two, three weeks and be like, oh, I really should have just done this small yeah. tweak and yeah. it would have been all the much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think in your case, yeah, you're trying to plan towards that photo shoot and you may not have given yourself enough time to either do it for yourself first, make it for yourself and whatnot. And then it's just because it's just these crazy timelines that we're working with, right? I think that's my problem though. I make stuff for myself and I'm like, this could be part of my collection. Yeah, That's how it gets so crazy because I'm just like... But you almost need time for it to like breathe on you, you know, like wear that for six, uh, yeah, maybe three if months. You make that that becomes the collection for the following years, yeah, yeah. Summer or whatever. Like it's so hard though, because like I think, see, I take time when I do stuff on my photo shoots. Like even when I launch stuff, I like have been working on it for a few weeks as well mm. or months. Like there's been stuff that I would have a part of it that I'd be like, I've had this for like two or three months Mm -hmm. and I've been staring at it and I just don't like look at things and leave. I like stare at things for so long. And then like by the time I launch it, I'm like, okay, cool. On to the next. But then like, obviously everything's made to order. So then I have to go back and like actually sew them. The next collection you're just making all the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in my brain, (laughs) I'm like always stuck in the past when it's not even the past. It's like everyone's like present is like they're absorbing it now Mm. whereas I've been absorbing it for like like a long lead up time before they've actually seen it I feel Mm. like that's a false pressure though (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) there's no reason like (coughs) that you have to have especially at the moment like if for a you know for Gucci and Prada people expect things to come out seasonally or like you know they expect new things because they're a business But with where you're at at the moment, I think you're fine to just do things as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I there's think, no yeah. reason you have to release a collection every mm. season. Yeah. No, it's definitely every something year. that I'm just like, like I just do to. Just do one <laughs> incredible drop a year. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you can focus the next six months on fulfilling those orders. Mm. Yeah. And then the th- next six months planning the next one. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like just working yeah. Yeah. cycles. Because you can also <laughs> in that same logic or in that same instance – you can sort of yeah test those things over that first six months or not the first six months, but yeah. the first mm. couple of months or whatever. And then you can also, once you get to the photo shoot period of your timeline, do the craziest photo shoots. I do. You know, do like yeah. make it stand out in visually. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. doing something you haven't done before. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to th- you got to imagine like you're aiming for the same quality as like these high-end fashion brands. But you're also one person, mm. and they're like they have like hundreds thousands. of designers, and like you know what I mean, like thousands of people so like, working on it. It's not just one. It's not just yeah. Gucci. They're like mm-hmm. drawing in his sketchbook and then <laughs> releasing a collection every season. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's yeah. No, that's, that's, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, back to the pros and cons. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any pros and or cons or pros of full time work? <gasps> I think big one is stability. Mm. Um, a so lot of, I think, <laughs> I think people, especially nowadays with the way stuff is constantly going up in price, all of those different factors, cost of living, yeah, having a stable income is quite, uh, comfortable mm. and I feel like a lot of people look for that 
even if they don't love the work that they're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They would much rather have that stable income than and be comfortable mm. in like their finances and just sit in a job that they're not loving mm. than stepping out of that comfort zone, maybe not making as much for a little bit and sort of having to live vicariously a little bit with mm. their finances, chasing after a dream or a passion yeah. of theirs, right? So, yeah, I'd say stability is great. The constant in, uh, income and then also uh, like benefits with leave, yeah, annual leave, sick days. You can get paid yeah, when right. you're sick, which is a huge thing. Which if you, you get, get knocked, freelance. no, <laughs> if you get knocked out for a week with say COVID, yeah, as a freelancer, you're gonna have to write a very tough email to the to client the point, to yeah. extend a deadline. Yeah, well, or edit. yeah, <coughs> or edit the, you're dying. Yeah, <coughs> I think I'm dying. <laughs> Funny story. My current job, um, we <laughs> not contagious. The, the last. Last Christmas, uh, 2022, we got COVID like right before Christmas, right? Mm. And I had to work from home the last week and I was okay enough to work. And I was like just firing away trying to get this work done uh, in time uh, for where I work now. And it was like super like thankful for me to putting in the time. And I can't imagine what that would have been like if I was – at a worse level yeah. of feeling the effects of COVID. Um, yeah, it would have been crazy. You, I think, took a lot more. Yeah, okay. No, like it just, <laughs> it hit you a bit more and I was like, okay, I'm actually. You're a bit weak. I, can... I was dying. <laughs> I was literally in bed, passed out Sorry. for like days. Mm. And yeah. Mike would be like, I worked. And I was like, oh. yeah. Good, good for you. My brain yeah. can't even. What is today? No, but I mean, but, you had the option to do that. Yeah. But if you're freelancing, yeah. you might not have the option. Yeah. Like, it might be deadlines have to, have to yeah. be met. Mm. Yeah. And there is flexibilities with deadlines in these in in-house roles anyway. Because um, mm. I'm an in-house creative versus working in an agency for external clients. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have our own clients that are project managers within the business, but it's a little different. We're allowed to push and flex things. Um, yeah, okay. But when push comes to shove, yeah, like you have to meet deadlines and get stuff done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the other benefits that come along with it, like some businesses do professional development, well-being allowances, yeah. parking, like all these different factors. And and yeah. if you can work from home as well, a lot of people are looking for that in a, in a job these days. Yeah, a lot more businesses are open to working with you if you know mm. if you're a good employee they're happy for you to work from home mm. parts, parts of the time yeah. and it was a big like obviously everyone worked from home during covid and then there was like a big like everyone's coming back in the office yeah. like you do not get a choice you're <laughs> gonna be in here five days a week like freaking every single minute of the day and then they're kind of like oh no, yeah that it actually doesn't make sense like people are spending an hour and a half commuting for no freaking mm. reason when their job's just on the computer anyway so yeah there's like things, some jobs you have to be, you have to be present, but yeah, yeah, yeah not job. all of them. Yeah. True. Yeah, right. You work in a retail <laughs> store, so you sort Just of have to be. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> I'll sell you this. Yeah. Um, I guess a con, and it's, it's arguably not a con, but I guess you're not necessarily going to work on all the projects that you want to work on. Mm. You have to work on what you're given. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if, yeah, if, if you want to be. I don't know, exploring some form of photography. You may not get that if you're working in graphic design or yeah, 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 whatever it is. So there are pros and cons to both. Locked in. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely parts of freelancing, which I guess is a pro opposite to that con of being given your jobs, mm. is that if you have new techniques that you want to try or if you have you know, things that you've seen that you're like, that would be cool to implement, I want to try that, you can almost – lead the client into going this might be cool mm. you know what i mean if it's something yes. that like obviously you're, you you want to benefit the client and their project mm. but if it's something that will and it's a cool thing that you can try it's kind of up to you to be able to make mm. that decision to push them towards that way otherwise if you're working for someone you just go this is the brief yeah yeah i've answered it <laughs> Get what it do done. you think yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's cool yeah um, for sure i i don't think I think people these days get uh, our culture, maybe younger people especially, think that working a job is terrible, mm. like horrible and like 
everyone should be a solopreneur and like, yeah. you know, running a business in some way. I think you have to think that like the higher you get up in a business, usually the more responsibility you tend to have anyway. Mm. But there's some things that you don't have to think about. Like my role is like relatively senior in my agency and I do a lot of different things. Like I'm creative manager, but I do quite a few different things and have a bit of responsibility, but I still don't have to think about taxes, super, our pay. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I don't have to think about any of that crap. And I don't want to. Yeah. And when I was freelancing, I think my first year of freelancing, I got to like tax time and I was like, cool. Um, what do I do? I didn't realize I had to save tax. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize, 10%, I, had to, or, yeah, I, didn't realize yeah. I had to put that away. So <gasps> see, that comes out of all the savings that I had to put away for the, for the gear and mm. everything or food. Yeah. Um, but th- that's stuff that you just don't think about. Like, yeah. Pro tip, allow to. for that. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Budget that in. Yeah. This is very you should be including that when yeah. you charge. Yeah, in your well, products yeah. or services. Hey, step one, know that you have to pay tax. <laughs> <laughs> step two, charge for it. Um, but like you don't have to pay GST. You don't have to charge for GST unless you're registered GST business making so much money, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you do have to pay personal income tax. Mm. So account for that in when you're charging Just in your rates. charge. So. Right. Yeah. Charge for it and save <laughs> And that super, somewhere. like mm. this other thing that I never even thought about is like pro of working in a business, they have to pay you super. Mm. Like it's, mm. well, I mean, maybe not in the rest of the world. I don't think. Yeah, maybe I'm not, not. Sure. But like in Australia, it's mandated now. Like companies have to pay you super. Mm. When you're freelancing, there is no mandated super allowance. Mm. So they don't get to tax time and say, give us all your super. We've got to put that away for you. Yeah. They just go, Frick you, you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you have to account for that like tax. Yeah. yeah. So factor that in, factor super, factor tax, factor not just your time but also the depreciation of your assets that you're using. So like if your camera breaks next week, you should be charging for the last year to mm. be able to buy another camera. Yeah. Like depreciating on top of all your mm. – so work backwards. Figure out how much you need to earn a year. And this is how they – like the, there's a book called The Lean Startup. And it's about it's more about business, but even from a freelancing perspective, look at what you need to make minimum, like to survive. And you have your bare minimum for food, water, and you know, utilities and whatever, healthcare, whatever you need to survive, and then work backwards from that on a yearly basis. So figure mm-hmm. out that total, and then go okay, divide that by twelve, divide that by fifty-two, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how much you need to make a week, mm-hmm. and then that's how you adjust. You know, don't just charge if you. If your quality's yeah. not there, yeah. but like, that's what you eventually need to get to to be able to survive mm. on that wage. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is just a side tip, along with like, I guess we're just giving advice for freelancers right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Advice for freelancers. Like, when you're charging as a videographer, a photographer, yeah. oh, just let's say you charge a day rate. Mm. And if you're going to charge a half day rate, that doesn't mean half the cost because no. I was listening to another podcast. Like um, 70% of the cost yeah, of your day rate. Yeah. And yeah. I was talking to, oh, sorry, not talking to, listening to another podcast, 505 podcast, shout out. Yeah, um, shout out. And they sure. were just talking about like- Shout out. Thank you, Teshi. They were just talking <laughs> about, um, yeah, like obviously if you're traveling to that, yeah. to that location, to and mm. from, that could be a couple of hours. You get yeah. there, you may have to set up, you may have to bump out. You may only shoot for like two hours and that's your yeah. half day yeah. plus editing if you're editing or, mm. or transferring footage. If you need to buy a hard drive to fit the footage, mm. I'm just using footage as an example, but like all of these factors are what still present mm. for a half day's worth of work. Yeah, that's right. When it's sort of like you're editing from your bedroom, maybe it's a little different, but in the same instance, you shouldn't charge an exact half because... yeah. Yeah, you need to compensate a little bit more. You're almost encouraging them to pay you for the full day and by having those prices closer together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just want to cover yourself. Yeah. So it's got a pricing ladder. Mm. Like products product companies do it all the time. Apple's like notorious for it, but everyone does it. But it's like if you're gonna buy the base model iPad Pro, you're like, okay, it's uh, nine hundred bucks or something. I don't know these yeah. prices. Yeah. But then the next one up is like, okay, then that's 128 gigs. And then the next one up is like 256 gigs. It's only like 50 bucks more. You're like, well, 50 bucks more. I might as well. Yeah, what's 50 bucks to And 900? then you go, oh, well, it's only 100 bucks more for the 512 one. 
okay. And then you're like, well, the 12 inch one's only like a hundred bucks more than that. So mm. might as well just get that. And then you've, you've, you haven't even realized, but you spent like $500 more than you actually wanted to spend. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You've got pricing letters. So you think about the same thing when you're like, obviously don't like scam people into spending more money. That's, yes. I think that's the biggest point we're trying to convey here. If you're freelancing, <laughs> don't scam people into spending more money. Like price what you think you're worth, mm. but also you're worth more than you probably think you are yeah. worth, yeah. which is a trap that freelancers fall into all the time is that they think they're worth like 80 bucks a minute. I mean, no, that's way too high. <laughs> that's very high. <laughs> they were like 80 bucks a day or something. Like, yeah. you know, like something ridiculous. Yeah, $150 for a day's worth of editing. Yeah, like, you know, ridiculous. I'll bring my $3,000 camera and my $3,000 lens and I'll charge you $100 for this video. You're like, why? Yeah. Like, why would Two you charge Two days worth of so editing, little? three rounds of feedback. Yeah, like. Not worth it. Ugh. And price that stuff. And then the other, while we're on the advice train, mm. uh, choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> All aboard the advice train. Your little train. Um, yeah. Get a contract. Yes. And and there's plenty of places online. Look it up. Things to include in the videography contract. Things to include in photography contract. Get a contract and get your client to look at it. Maybe they don't have to sign it, but as long as they've seen it, before you start the project, there's always something that you can go back and say, hey, actually, that was in the contract. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if they go, oh, yeah, we don't like, you know, we want another round of a vision, even mm. though you've included three and now they want four. Mm. Like, no worries, that's fine. It's an extra $150 as per the contract. Yep. You know what I mean? But if there mm. is no contract. There's nothing to base. There's nothing to say that from. Yeah. Like you can say it, that's 150 bucks, but they'll be like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So get a contract, write a contract. Mm, you don't smart. have to write it yourself. Just copy and paste one from online. Mm. A contract doesn't have to be legally binding. I mean, it. The, most of them are. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be written by a lawyer. Yes. Like it's just a document that says this is our agreement yeah. between two people. Yeah. yeah. So get a contract. Yeah, for sure. And something, um, something else <laughs> which I haven't done too much of but – I know photographers would probably do this and maybe some videographers, but licensing contracts as yeah, well licensing, yeah. for extended use or, or like yeah. the marketing collateral that will come from what you've shot or made or whatnot. Yeah. Figuring out what sort of um, payment will be, will be required mm. for them to use your footage or yeah. your photos, say on a billboard in Times Square. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to charge 800 bucks just to take a photo on a day, edit it. Yeah. Like, sweet, here's one photo for $800 and then you find out it's the key visual mm. for their whole marketing campaign across America. Yeah. Like, you don't want to realize yeah. that sick. You, <laughs> for 800 bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. good in the business. It's good yeah. for the business. Yeah. I mean, and the hard thing is people go, oh, um, that's great exposure. Like, no, it isn't because yeah. no one knew who took that photo. Yeah. No they, one they will ever know it. who took that photo. Like, yeah. it's not good exposure. Get paid for your work. Like, mm. Like, honestly, I'm a bit too passionate about this, maybe. I feel like you're to punch someone. I'm sitting I'm too like, close. No, and it's just like this is pain from when I was freelancing mm. is that I did this whole thing and, and like, went through this whole process of, like, oh, you know, I'm just starting out, so I'll only charge this much. Yep. And, and I'm again, I'm not saying if you're just starting out, just start charging 1500 bucks a day straight <laughs> no. off the bat with your Nikon D50. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> But I am saying, like, as you progress and your skill gets higher, so should your rate. Mm. And, like, make sure it's to the value of your work, not just your time. Mm. Yeah, and don't fear. Capiche? <laughs> don't fear the client saying, let's say you've got a client that you've got a relationship with and you come back to them. They've come to you for a new project and you just say, oh, yep, cool. My rates have increased. Uh, it's now. Yeah. 200 bucks an hour instead of 100 bucks an hour, whatever it is. And then if they come back and say, no, we're not going to pay that, that's fine. Like, like, just be like, that's all right. No I'm sure you'll be able to find someone else. Like, yeah. it's not like just because your value is increased, they shouldn't still value it. Like, they should not value you yeah. lower than that. If they yeah. are, then they're probably not the clients, they're not the clients for you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm. And it's not worth, um, it's not worth groveling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll like, oh, come back. I'll oh, do it for. Oh, oh, you can't afford that. That's right. I'll do it for 75 bucks now. Like, <laughs> no, just go. Okay. Sorry. Bye. And it's hard. It's really hard mm. when, because I have free time 
what? <laughs> Abby. <laughs> I think if you go back in the recording, you see my brain like die a little bit. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. and sorry. cut sorry listeners <laughs> I have <laughs> I have I have free time <laughs> I have free time okay? this whole podcast has it's been about not fair. having that I have free time um, I have full time freelance before mm. and it is hard to say no to a client or to accept the client saying no when you know that that's the only source of income that you have. Mm. I mean, if you are working full time and it's like a side project thing and you're like, oh, my, you know, my rates have increased a bit and they're like, oh, sorry, we can't afford you. You're like, whatever. I still get paid. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm paid getting paid every day elsewhere. I go to work. I'm going to go, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but when it's like your only source of income and a client says no, it's really easy yeah. to form a trouble going. I could fine. probably lower it for yeah. this time. Mm. Yeah. But you set a precedent with that nah. client then and yep. then they're yeah. like, They'll He's keep just, doing. He'll it. just cave if we just yeah. ask him something. Yeah. So. And that's another thing: discounts. Like. Yeah. I know. I definitely did this, and I, I think a lot of people do this. Is first-time clients, I'll give you a discount, oh. just to secure a client. Smart. You're just like <laughs> putting yourself at a very low. Yeah. Low unless base. you make like, that. No. Unless you make that yeah. really clear, though. Mm. I think like if you do it internally and don't tell them that it's a discount. Yeah. Then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. But if you say, "Hey, usually I would charge." Yeah. $3,500 for a project like this. Well, you blinked. I don't think you're charging enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually I would charge X amount of dollars for this, mm. but um, because it's our first time working together, I'd love to give you a discount or I'd love to do it for X mm. this time. Yeah. In bold, this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? As per the contract, this is not my normal rate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing too uh, on the advice train <laughs> is don't be afraid to ask what their budget is. Yeah. I used to never, I used to like, when I was working, I used to be like, oh, if I ask what the budget is, they'll be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. But like, why? They obviously have a budget. Yeah. Every company, like especially if it's a company, mm. if it's a person coming to you, maybe they don't have a budget, but they probably have something in they mind have that they some, want to spend. Yeah. Mm. If it's a company, they have a budget. They've been like, yeah. this project should cost yes. this much yeah. money. So just ask, hey, what's your budget? Yeah. If it fits within your scope of how much you think it was going to charge, mm. great. If yours is a little bit higher, still pitch it. Say, mm. hey, I know your budget's this, yeah. but I think it's actually going to require a little bit more work than you're expecting. Mm. It's actually going to be 3500 I know you said your budget was 3000 Yeah. And then see what they say. They go, oh, sorry, too much. That's also not the end of the conversation. Mm. If someone says, nah, sorry, it's a bit too high, that's not the end of the conversation. Mm. And if you really want to work with the client because maybe it is a great opportunity, Going back on other advice I just said previously, mm. you can fold a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think you can also not offer stuff. You can say, yeah. yeah, that's right. I will, we reduce the scope of the project. Yeah. What yeah. are the three? Okay, we can't do all of these things. We can't do these five things, but we can do three of these five things yeah. for that cost. What yeah. are the three main points you want to land with this? Yeah. I've done that in my custom stuff. I, really? I ask mm. them what their budget is. And then if their budget is lower, I'm like, okay, cool. I can do it. Either. The fabrics will be cheaper because that's obviously like going to be compromised. Sure. Um, or like, you know, I won't offer everything that I would have done. I won't sew it up. I just give I you won't, the pieces. I'll just give you the <laughs> material and you can DIY sew it you yourself. <laughs> no, but DIY I've done that. Kit, yeah. I like always, I think I've mm. learnt from that though. It's like always asking people. That's come from being burnt in the past. Yeah. With people being like, oh, I don't want to charge you. There was one client I had. And they were essentially like, I'm paying for this, but not that. And the that was my labor. And yeah. I was like, well, you're literally just paying for the material right yeah. now. Yeah. So like, I so think. it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I've been burnt to be like, okay, well, I need to be like, clear budget, clear quote beforehand so that they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Otherwise you're just doing work and they're like, I don't want to pay that. And you're like, oh, sick. I've mm -hmm. just made that yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just quote, everything, yeah. just clear communication mm. before you even enter into a project. Mm. Otherwise, like they could so come back and be like, well, I didn't know that I was signing up for that, which is like a contract. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's a contract. Yeah. Mm. And it, again, contract doesn't have to be complicated. It can just be an email. Yeah. Mm. As long as there's like written proof of yeah. communication. You've sent this yeah. price That's for fine. this thing. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I did have another piece of advice, but Whoa, I you have so much advice. Lost it. I think oh. I lost it. I think I've got it. heaps. I just <gasps> can't think of it right now. Yeah, like there's. It's just all, it was all just coming to me when we were talking before, but I've forgotten it. Must have been oh, important. Maybe if I just start talking again, it'll come back. But no, what I was going to say is understand your pricing <laughs> internally. Mm. Yeah. So like if you are going to charge $1,500 a day, understand how much of that is your labor, yeah. how much of that goes to tax, how much of that goes to GST, mm. uh, super, how much of that goes to gear, yeah. equipment allowances. Supplies, mm. travel. So that if someone goes, why am I paying so much money? Yeah. Why am yeah. I paying fifteen hundred dollars for you to come out? You can go, bang, 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 bang. bang. Yeah. yeah. You know, Here are the line them. items. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. My gear's worth twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna be bringing that all with me. Yeah. So fifteen hundred dollars, not that much, really. Yeah. Like think about it. Yeah. So I think for bigger clients, they'll ask you. For the most part, they want to see line items, breakdowns of where their money's going, what like what they're getting. Yeah. And I think with these bigger clients, you'll also find. Don't be scared to, yeah, say a bigger number for your budget because you'll find, and I've done this, yeah. I've charged good money for a day rate of editing and then shooting or, or vice versa. Mm. And they're just like, yep, like mm. they'll pay the invoice mm-hmm. within the week. Yeah, Clients will do that. Mm. Don't be, don't fear that just because there's a few people out there that won't or are really sort of tight on their money just because it might be too much for them or they, they just don't see the value. Mm. Other businesses do. Yeah. Like, it's just the scale of the business and the intent of the yeah, business is what 100%. is what you're after. Yeah, I did. I remembered my other piece of advice mm. was that um, think like the business that's contacting you. Yeah. So like, you. I mean, you may be reaching out to them, uh, depending on how you're trying to find work. But if someone contacts you and says, "Hey, we have this project," think like them. Think on what they're because. You have to lean on a bit of your business knowledge here is it's all about return on investment for companies mm. and the return on investment is usually maybe it's, I mean, probably 90% of the work you do is like marketing yeah. content eventually. Like it's either an ad for socials or for YouTube mm. or whatever. Their return on investment is people buying that product. So there's two ways of thinking. One, you have to consider their return on investment. So if it is a smaller business or like a solo person, you know, like you can probably price their product and realize, okay, they're, they're probably not going to make a lot of money off this. So if I go hit them with like $10,000 budget, mm. it, that, it's probably going to be more than the project's actually worth. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's a bigger business in the same sense, you should understand that off every time someone sees that thing, maybe 40% of those people buy a thing uh, buy a, one of those products and those products are worth X amount. Like you don't have to go making a spreadsheet about it there, you know, year yeah, over year. Their finances. <laughs> but like just roughly go, okay, there's actually a pretty big return on investment from this. And then you can charge accordingly mm. based on that. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, it, it, that's how you figure out which of those clients are like bigger budget yeah. ones and lower mm. budget ones. And, and spend the time to like actually – Think about what they're getting from you. Mm. The other thing I did a lot poorly when I was freelancing at the beginning is I was like, I'm just going to make cool stuff. I'm just going to make cool videos and people will like it. (laughs) (laughs) And if I had to go back and do it now, I have to realize that there has to be an incentive for the company. Like, Mm. yes, the video should be cool, Mm. but why does that benefit them? Like what's the benefit to the company? What's the benefit Mm. to the client that you're working with? Because if the benefit is just that the video is cool but doesn't actually convert any sales, it's actually worth nothing. To mm. Like it's a waste of money and they won't ever work with you again. Maybe mm. you produce a cool video but it's like what yeah. was it for? Yeah. You kind of have to think. It's not how we like to think as creatives but you mm. do have to think a bit businessy and go, okay, what is the actual benefit I'm supplying to the client here? Mm. And maybe that is maybe that is a cool video depending on the brand. Yeah. But maybe it's informative. Maybe mm. it's you know, the correct brief, you know, mm. you know, I think you got to think about what they're actually going to get out of it and how you can provide value to the customer mm. or the client more than just a major cool video yeah. piece. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually like when you get into agency territory, that's strategy. 
Yeah, I mean, that's when you start implementing like social strategy mm. from, you know, from you get a marketing person in with a marketing degree and you go, how do we create a package where I create content and you give them a strategy on how to implement the content mm. and then together we're an agency now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I was going to say as well, jump on a call with them. Like yeah, early on, if you're emailing initially and they've reached out to you or you've reached out to them, try and organize a call. Jump on the call, you know, like just see if you can get a face-to-face either over Zoom or even take them, like go to a coffee, have an interview at their their office, like whatever the yeah. situation requires and you can get a better feel for it. They can get a feel for you. Yeah, I think over emails you can do all these things and then right at the last hurdle find out that this person's going to be a bit of a pain. Yeah. They don't want to pay the... The, the invoice or whatever it is because they don't value the work you probably would have discerned that earlier on with a face-to-face uh, call and yeah. determining what they're after mm. early on I think yeah something I heard recently was yeah you don't want to like s- jump into this project mm. and then if you a haven't asked for the budget and they're showing you all of this say reference from the Super Bowl yeah yeah, you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's a big budget, but then you find out it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get in that situation because you you just didn't have that initial conversation or yeah. or that face to face meet. So, yeah, a calls easy. A calls really easy. Mm. Um, the other thing too is like if you're starting out and you have extra time because you you don't have clients yet or whatever, mm. um, make spec ads. You know I mean like just yeah. make Personal stuff work. for companies mm. that you like, you'd be interested in working with, mm. like. Just make spec ads and send it mm. to them and say, hey, no charge, but mm. I made this. I really like you guys. Mm. I like your company. I like your products, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I made this for you. If you want to post it and tag me, that's awesome. Yeah. If not, no stress. Yeah, It's Michael all the time. Yeah, and even post it on social. Him. Like you just take the initiative, post it on yeah, social, it. tag, tag them. them. Collab with them on Instagram. <laughs> like, and if they might accept it, who knows? Like I tagged, <laughs> tagged Inku in a recent video. They commented on the video, said thanks for visiting. Did like they? Yeah. Heck yeah. But like, it's just. Did they actually? It's just, yeah, it's just like a little connection. Are you, think, are you saying he's a liar? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you right now. Can I see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but but yeah. That's cool. Yeah, take the initiative. You know, yourself. that's Michael all the time. Every time we go somewhere, he's like, pull up this person's Instagram. I want to see their socials. Mm. Yeah. Because actually, every that's, time. That's really good thinking <gasps> because that's the wow. value you add to people. Yeah. is bringing something they don't already have. Yeah. You're right? so welcome. I helped write this comment. Their stuff's pretty That's good wild. and then do something worse. Why would they post it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just starting connections. Like yeah. if you do, like that's how a lot of brand deals happen. Like if you constantly make content and reference a mm. product or, or whatnot, that brand's eventually going to see it one yeah. way or another. Yeah. And they might reach out to you and be like, here's, here's another product. Do you want to try this as well? Yeah. Like if we say yeah. we love Road. We love like road. Really We've got love a road, road. We love road. Like we love Don't that look at an these Australian ones, brand. Uh, we love the dude that does the tutorial videos. Yeah, um, cool. We really love road. Like we said that a lot. I love road. Yeah. I love all of their little travel mics that I can just plug it in and go. Oh, you were listening to the podcast previously. Like nice. The road wireless go to wireless go to pro. Some of our favorite products from road. You know what I wish? Anyway. I wish that I could just have one. Okay, well, that's <laughs> You can't ask for anything. Um, and we're not going to give away any sponsorships for free. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, I think to round it out, yeah. do you have any stories or advice for uh, how to do proper rest when oh. you're freelancing? Or, avoiding burnout. Yeah, avoiding burnout, avoiding like yeah. the – maybe there is – maybe for a period of time there isn't a way to do that and you just have to put your head down at work but yeah I think it comes down to valuing your no or your yes and your no what a big one yes a lot of people said this to me it's just don't always say yes I can do that yeah think about it if you need to take time to to process it be like thanks for for chatting let me get back to you like whatever the situation calls obviously it's a face-to-face you're gonna have to work on that um, but yeah, you need to know when to say no mm. because you do need to allow yourself time to breathe and rest and sleep, all of those good things. Because if you're not sleeping very well because you're working really late, getting three hours sleep every day, 
you're probably not going to have the best run every week. You're not mm-hmm. going to be at your peak health, your peak performance. Yeah, your work will suffer. Yeah, I think yeah. some of the best things you can do in those situations is maybe you just need to work on your productivity and your efficiency throughout the day mm. or on the tasks that you have at, at hand. So maybe reading some productivity books and there's plenty out there. Um, yeah, I can, yeah, I'll give you one yeah. right now. Yeah, go for it. Uh, one of my favorite books is – are you laughing at me? Because I like reading books. <laughs> That's really harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's actually a it's a really hard read this book. Yeah, but it's a great book. It's called Getting Things Done. Yeah, uh, he's in, uh, David Allen is the author. Mm. Is Very this cool. your checklist of what you've read? Yeah, I want to reiterate. I haven't read it. <laughs> I haven't read most of these books. I've only read one of them on the list. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's called Getting Things Done. Mm. It's a really like it's quite a hard read. But if you just look up like. Uh, if you look up like a summary of the book, just read that. Yeah. <laughs> but the synopsis. Like, yeah, there's like a system. I wonder if I wrote notes. You can write notes? I did what write is this? notes. I didn't write any notes. There's a summary. <laughs> in the summary, it'll tell you, but he has a system of like capturing ideas mm. and then getting them into like the right process to then. And you might use like, you know, Notion or Todoist or something to do this process, mm. but like capturing your ideas as soon as you have them. And then mm. storing them somewhere where you, later on you can look at them and consolidate them and whether they're good ideas or bad ideas. And, yeah. And um, he's famous for saying our minds, our minds, our brains designed for having ideas, not holding ideas. Yeah. So get, get them out of your head, and then gives you more room to focus on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, another one, real quick, is eat, eat the frog or eat that frog. Oh, yeah, eat um, oh, I, I, forget. Thought, I thought you were giving advice and I was like, eat a frog. No, it's a book essentially. <laughs> the the whole story behind it is to, who's it by? Brian Tracy. There you go. Um, the whole thing around it is if you were to eat a live frog at the start of like for breakfast, mm. that's probably the worst thing you're going to do that day. So once you get the biggest task out of the way first, do the hardest thing first. you can then, it's all downhill t- cruising through all the, the smaller tasks. That's just one of the many ways of doing work and, and being proactive, uh, uh, productive, sorry, and whatnot. Yeah. He's got like, I think it's like 21 ideas or. Yeah, or, so it is called Eat That Frog. Eat You're That right. Frog. 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and get more done in less time. There you go. It's such a crazy concept. It is, but it's just, if you, if you read it, I've actually got it. So if you want to read it. Yeah, you've been reading it for like 20 years. Yeah, because it's always good to just go back and reference <laughs> all the different <laughs> techniques. Why do you not like You're not going to. I read. I read a book so fast and Mike yeah. was still reading the same one. Yeah. Oh, well. Good for you. It is the way I do it. Good for you. Um, okay, well, I think that brings us to the end <laughs> yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> uh, another week done. Another Yeah, well, thanks for watching and um, thanks for being here. Mm. Dashi, Michael. Thank you. Anytime, um, guys. Mm. And yeah, I know we've been away for a bit. Yeah, Padraig and Abby had a baby. Shout out to Abby. Yeah, Abby. I'll be the one to do it. A lot of the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nine months of it. Um, Yeah, he's one, not one. He's (laughs) five weeks or something at the moment. So or something. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Actually, Timmy's birthday really easy to remember. Seventh of the twelfth, right? I've already forgotten this one's birthday. <laughs> Padre. He's not offended yet. He doesn't That's know. That's your second child. This is this is September why they have somewhere. problems. September somewhere. You told us it was a Friday. Um, 21st? Maybe. I'm sending this bit know. to Abby. We'll find out if we're wrong later. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. But anyway, I had a baby. Mm. But uh, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Mm. And I um, hope you like the new format. Mm. And then you look if you're watching. A little bit different. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll be back in a fortnight with a new topic and a great conversation. Mm. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye.